Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is Episode 8, where we're discussing Solitary from Season 1 of Lost. Please, I don't wish to hurt you. firing pin has been removed. Robert didn't notice it was missing either when I shot him. But you loved him. He was sick. Sick? He took them one after the other. I had no choice. They were already lost. You killed them. What would have happened if we were rescued? I couldn't let that happen. I won't. I'm not sick. I know. Then why kill me? I can't let you go. Don't you understand? Do we have someone to talk to? Find me in the next life, if not in this one. What? The writing on the back of Nadia's photograph. I know what it's like to hold on to someone. I've been holding on for the past seven years to just a thought. A blind hope that somewhere she is still alive. The more I hold on, the more I pull away from those around me. The only way of this, this place is with their help. Come with me. You don't have to be alone, Danielle. Your people. The ones you're determined to get back to. Watch them. Watch them closely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And first, I wanted to uh, thank you all. We've started to get more and more listeners to the show, and we appreciate every single one of you. Um, I wanted to uh, first see if I could get some help spreading the word out there. Um, if you have a website 
and wouldn't mind helping us spread the word, you can go over to lostmysterypodcast.com and click on the Spread the Word link. Uh, There you'll find a banner that you can actually place onto your website. That's just a short snippet of code you can copy and paste in. And if, uh, if you do put the banner on your website, let us know, and we'll be happy to place a link to your website from ours as well. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into this episode, Solitary. It's a Saeed-centric episode. Anton, what was the first thing you had for us? The first thing that I came across that uh, I found quite interesting was the, the large wire or a cord that ran into the ocean uh, that Saeed came up on when he was walking down the beach. Uh, it kind of, for when I first saw it... Um, to me, I don't know why my mind jumped to it, but it was like, okay, the waves are, are producing some type of electricity is yeah. my first thing. Some type of like, you know, uh-huh. alternative way of uh, getting this electricity. And, and right. I, so, so that's the first thing I came across. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. I mean, to me, I, it was more mysterious than anything because so far we haven't really seen anything on that island that, you know, would justify them actually running a, you know, a tran or... Uh, what do they call it? Like an intercontinental cable sure, all yeah. the way across the floor of the ocean. So no. the fact that there is power like that going to this island means a couple of things. One, it makes me think, you know, people are well aware of this island. Yeah, most definitely. And two, there's something else on the island we haven't seen yet because we obviously haven't seen any buildings or no. elect, you know, electricity being used. So it definitely brings up a couple of interesting points. I guess the only reason why first jump to that was because of the the loop um that had been running on Mm -hmm. some type some form of electricity right so uh, that was my thought was like okay this this is some type of and i I thought it was some kind of like wave generated electricity Uh that was powering that for 16 years that's how it was set up so the distress calls wherever she placed the distress call from was hooked to was hooked up to that electricity that was my thought but i but i still like i mean if that was it I mean, can you imagine like running power to an entire island just to set up like a distress call center? No, but if you don't have anything else to do for 16 years or how many years you've been there, then I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not like, you know, she and her team had miles and miles of like huge gauge cable that they could run across, you know, under the ocean. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you got me. So, yeah, there's... (laughs) it, It brings up a lot of really interesting questions, but to me it's exciting because... Um, it brings up the possibility for a lot of really crazy things to happen in the future. Uh, yeah. Um, we see Saeed sitting on the beach uh, toward the beginning looking at the photograph of a woman. Later on in the episode, we find out who it is. And there's something written on the back. It's in another language, and it isn't translated for us, but mm-hmm. he's clearly really saddened by the photo. Yeah. Of course, later on in the episode, we find out what it is. But that was um, sort of a building point on Saeed's character as well as the mystery of the show. Yeah, definitely. I, when I first saw the photo, I, I assumed that it maybe was his wife or uh, a girlfriend of some sort, just because of uh, you could tell that he was emotionally attached right. to this mm-hmm. person. And uh, but yeah, it's the story that unfolded was great. Yeah, and of course, also related to Saeed's character, we see him, you know, in his flashback, really putting his torture skills to to use, and you know, as a soldier, we see the you know the woman from this photograph being held captive, you know, as Saeed is talking to a fellow officer. And we find out that her name is Nadia mm-hmm. and that she is dead because of Saeed. Yeah, um, the, that side of Saeed was, 
it was kind of one of those scenes where he alluded to the fact that he had done these things, but mm-hmm. actually seeing it uh, was kind of it was it was kind of a struggle for me just because uh-huh. he's such a good guy and and you saw this um, this completely different side of him right. uh, that he would do anything mm-hmm. and even working his way up. Uh, the military ladder right. uh, to be put in positions of power in order to do these things. Right. You know, he seemed very, very uh, cold. Uh, yeah, I think that the this is one case where, even though it's so different from the character he's been on the island, it really fits. I yeah, mean, like, it does. It, it does. It really does make sense for him to have had this past. That, oh yeah. That seems to be really troubled, and it's clear that you know, in this episode we see that. You know, in this in his past, he was forced to do something that he's basically regretted for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you it was could a great do, a great building building on for of his sure. Character. Like you said, I, I could I mean, whenever he 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 made it clear that he had did some things in the past that he was not proud of, mm-hmm. and this kind of just brought to uh, put a face to it right. and kind of put you know and it you know it definitely could tell why he was disturbed by what he had to do. Right, and we finally meet the French woman. We find out that her name is Rousseau, Danielle Rousseau. Um, she's talking about the place where she transmitted a distress call and says, mm-hmm. but they control it now. Yeah. And says she believes that Saeed is one of them. You yeah. know, who, who is this other group of people she's referring to? You know what? That's I had that written down as something I wanted to talk about because she was she was very adamant about like, you know, she said, Oh, you just so happened to hear my distress code. Right. She's like, you know, I know who you are. You're mm-hmm. one of them. And, and I, I, those other people, um, I, I was like, obviously I was thinking to myself, is this some kind of like science, right. science, uh, Island where there's being studied. And this is right. kind of like the, the glass box type uh-huh. thing. Right. And, and that's what it made me think of. Cause she's, you know, she says, Oh no, they run it now. Like right. it's outside of her power, but yet it's still being done, uh-huh. you know? So, yeah. And she, she pointed out, um, you know, that the others, I think she actually calls them the others later oh, on. Oh, she does. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that she was part of a science team. Right. Uh, their vessel was three days out of Tahiti when their instruments malfunctioned. It was a dark and storm. It was dark and stormy, and the ship slammed into the rocks and ran aground and was beyond repair. Yeah. They made camp and survived two months before, and she trails off. Then it gets interesting. She says, We were coming back from the Black Rock. It was them. They were the carriers. Saeed asks, who were the others? The others, she replies. She says she can hear the the others out there whispering. Yeah. Saeed clearly thinks she's crazy when she says that, but soon soon finds out that she's not. Yeah, I actually wrote down that whole like scene because yeah. there's so much in that that didn't make sense to me. I mean, mm-hmm. even Saeed's like, what's this black rock? Yeah. You know, and he's... He's asking who, who who are these others and and uh, and and she says that you know he asked that whole thing. He's like, do do you see them? Where who are they? And she's like, no, but I hear them. Right. And and like, I, okay, yeah. Coo- I mean, yeah. to me too. I was like, uh, what in the world? Uh, but she is so like, like her life. You can tell her life is so solely influenced by this group. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think the whole time was like, what type of group would leave her that long? 
you know, in, in this in the predicament she's in, right? And, and yet, she, yet influence her that much, right? You know, it's just like how I I couldn't get my mind around why some group would be doing this. Yeah, what I find really intriguing is the fact that she's so completely terrified of these others, but we've seen nothing no. of them yet. You know, it's like, you know, so far, yeah, it's horrible. They've crashed on an island. Yeah. They don't have enough food. But they've had no encounter with these others right. that she's so afraid of. She's afraid of them, but yet she hasn't seen them either. She's only yeah. influenced she's and hears them. Yeah. them mm-hmm. you know? And she definitely believes that Saeed is one of them. She goes, you know, she even at one point, she's like, she goes, I know what you are. She don't call him or just say who you are. She goes, right. I know what you what are. You are. Right. And the word what to me kind of just stood out. It's like, uh-huh. you know, there's a label that must go along with that. Right. He later asks her if he can leave and go back to the other survivors. She tells him that he can't go, that it's not safe, and that he needs her. Just at that moment, they start to hear an animal or monster or some of some kind outside. Yeah. Yeah, I hear uh, whenever I heard that, um, I, did, I wanted to see what her reaction was going to be. Mm-hmm. She immediately grabs her gun and starts heading out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this girl's crazy. Yeah. You know, and Saeed makes a, you know, she she said, hopefully it's just one of the bears. She's hoping that yeah. it's a bear. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I'm thinking, what in the world is restless? And he said, Saeed stops her and he's like, wait, 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 it could be, it could be that monster. And she mm-hmm. says, there's no such thing as monsters. Oh, that's right. I yeah. didn't pick that up this yeah. time. I remember her saying that, though. And I was like... Up to this point, I thought it was some kind yeah, of monster. Yeah, you thought that was a monster. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was really cool because she's been there the whole this mm-hmm. well for a long time, and she knows what it is. Yeah. I think she's scared it, of it. It's really exciting to have her character on the show right now because everyone else is totally clueless, but she's yeah. been there for 16 years. Right. She knows what the heck's going on on this island for better sure. than anybody. For sure. I mean, Saeed wanted to leave. However, I kind of see myself as somebody I'd want to, I would want to stay on there. She survived. Yeah. You know, even if she might seems to be a little off, she's made it. it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So on the character front, we see Saeed is put in the position to try and extract information from Nadia through torture. Um, He instead decides to help her escape. You know, he shoots himself in the leg to make it appear that, you know, she escaped on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was to avoid, you know, him being punished for letting her go, which would involve them killing his family. Right. Um, we also find out that you know the writing on the back of the photo says you'll find me in another life, if not this one. Right. Yeah. And so we get um, we finally get an answer to who this woman is in the photo. I mean, I guess the only connection they really had was knowing each other when they were kids in school. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't really see that there was any relationship other than that. No. I mean, she made a, the comment that she was basically she liked him and he wouldn't pay attention to her. That's why she was mean to him. Right. And he's like, well, I wasn't, you know, she, cause she calls him on something. He goes, well, I was old enough to know that torturing me was a sign of affection basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you do see that there, there is a lifelong friendship in the family. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I thought that the, that was a very interesting, uh, decision by the writers to put her into as his past. And, and, um, cause you could tell that immediately when he saw her, there was something about her that remi- he remembered. Right. He didn't know exactly who it was, but he, you know, as she walked by, he didn't recognize her. Right. And we'll find out more about her in the future. But for now, we finally know who the woman in the photo is, yeah. what the story is, why the photo bothers him so much. Um, but the next thing we have was Saeed is in the jungle with Danielle and um, he ends up pointing his gun at her. And yeah. We find out through their conversation that Danielle killed her husband, Robert. 
Mm-hmm. Or it might have been a boyfriend. I can't remember if she said it was a husband. She or didn't. Not. She didn't say. She said that she that she loved him. Right. You know. That's true. Yeah. Um, but she killed him because he was quote sick. Yeah. We find out that Danielle is the one who killed her entire team, not the monster. Right. Um, she did so to protect the rest of the world from this sickness. She made a comment that you know, had they been rescued, you know, what would have happened then? Right. I guess insinuating that the enti- this sickness would have gotten out to everyone else in the world too. Yeah, I I picked up on that, and she because she just said she I couldn't you know let us be rescued. What would have happened? You know, mm-hmm. and and that whole scene right there was very interesting because Saeed had this gun and he's mm-hmm. pointing it at her. Yeah, she pulls a gun up. Like, she's not scared at all. She just right. pulls it straight up on Saeed. And then, you know, Saeed says, don't. But then he pulls the trigger. He was going to kill her. Right. Which you know? I thought was really odd. So did like, I. She didn't really do anything. I mean, it wasn't a tense situation. I mean, it was kind of tense. Yeah. But it wasn't like Saeed thought he was going to die. No, no. It, it was kind of very quick. Yeah. You know, I thought. He was thought, quick to that decision. Yeah. yeah. Maybe part of his military <laughs> training, too, is kill or, kill or, kill or be killed. Right. You know? and, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, I, I, and when she said what she said, um, she said she had to kill her whole group. I couldn't really pick up whether she was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And she, you know she flipped out and killed her whole uh, group, or literally she said that she made a comment. And me go here. It says um, that uh, she, that that because he kept taking the others one after another, mm-hmm. you know. And, and she's talking about Robert, right? That he was taking the others one after another, and and like part of the group and taking them. And I was like, where? What was he doing with these people? Why? And why was she? Did they? Were they considered sick? Now I see. I'm not sure that she meant that Robert was taking them. I or thought the she, others. I thought she meant the others or the sickness was hmm. taking each person in her group one after another. See, I, way, I, way I heard it and way I wrote uh-huh. it made it seem to me like she was talking about why she killed Robert. Right. You know, and she goes, and he kept taking the others one after another. Okay. And like he had something to do. And, and once again, it, it could be very easily that the others were taking them one right. or the sickness was taking them over. Mm-hmm. But I, I kept trying to think about what this was i mean what would be so so bad that if it got off this island right you know as she that you know, she was willing to, to kill, kill her team and her, the, the person she loved yeah. yeah well i think what's interesting is that there um she mentions both the others you know quote and she also talks about this sickness mm-hmm. do you think there's any connection between these other people on the island and this sickness do you think the others are just these people that are infected with this sickness or do you think that this sickness is somehow caused by those others, or? Well, you see, the my personal opinion, and this one's again is just so limited for what I've seen, but it seems to me like there is a controlling group. I mean, I'm going back to the scientist thing. There's a controlling group and there's a controlled group, and to right. me, it seems like the others are that controlling group, uh-huh. and they're. I, if I were having to like guess this, the plot at this point, I would think that the others have infected them with something mm-hmm. and watching them basically, you know, watching the rat race and seeing what happens. And so it's, right. to me, it seems like they're the ones that are afflicting the, the, this group on the island and seeing how they, they respond mm-hmm. uh, because she hates the, uh, you know, hates the others, you know, to the point where not, well, they're sick too. I mean, it's hard to be mad at a sick group. Right. She she doesn't like them and she blames them. Mm-hmm. It's more of a blaming type attitude. Right. Well, she mentions that, you know, she hears the whispers of the others, which, mm-hmm. you know, seems crazy. But 
um, you know, obviously Saeed hears those whispers firsthand later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? I mean, these aren't, this isn't like, I don't think anybody's hearing voices here. No, I, no. I think there are physical whispers coming from, Something. you know, an undetermined source. Then they're very loud and they don't seem to be limited to one area. Really. Right. It's kind of like all of a sudden he just heard them. Well, yeah, it, it's very similar to the weather phenomenon that's mm-hmm. going on. I mean, yeah, it's changing. like it starts and it and it's gone, you know, right. and it's, and that's the way it seemed like with the whispers to me. It was like, Cyan had been in the jungle many times. Right. And all of them have been in the jungle many times, but none of them had heard anything. Mm-hmm. It is like it was given and it was taken, you know? Right. And, and, and so, um, I mean, I've got this little theory, like I said, that I, I told you about that the whole science um, experiment thing going on here. Um, so I'm kind of staying true to that, even with this, mm-hmm. is that they that's a that's a controlled element, right? You know, it, and I could be completely wrong, but that's what it seems like to me. It's like it's something that's that was in place for a reason. Okay, so so your theory right now is there is a science experiment of some kind going on, and the the survivors of the crash are part of this, but so was. The original Rousseau group. and her team. The original group, So they were yeah. kind of an original group of people being subjected to the test. Yes. Uh, which may be, I mean, this may be so out there and so weird, but to me it just seems like that's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. You had this group that came in, they watched that unfold, now they've got this new group and they're going to see, you know, how uh-huh. these elements affect this new group. Right. Uh, so. I think it's entirely plausible. I mean, I don't, I'm not so sure from what we know now that we could rule that out anymore. There's, there's way too much to try to think through. Yeah and a, you know, a flash here, but I, I don't see any reason off the top of my head why we could totally eliminate that no, like based I, on what we've seen so far. Right. And it's like I said before, the whole idea of the lifeboat, uh-huh. you know, I mean the, the game where you got, it's not, it, well, it's a psychology thing. You got a lifeboat and you got all mm-hmm. these people on it. Right. One's a doctor, one's a priest, one's says, who do you, right. who do you get rid of? That's kind of what I've thought about from the beginning that loss is like lifeboat. I mean, right. you got a doctor, you got all these people from different backgrounds and it slowly, they start choosing their allegiances, you know? Right. So, so Danielle talks about her team going or coming back from the black rock. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh man. Once again, my mind went to Goonies on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I go to Goonie references on the loss. It just, it's, 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 you know, oh, yeah. uh, but when I really, you know, I was thinking like the, uh, the rocks out of the water, you know, uh-huh. because she said something about them hitting rocks, right. you know, and then they said the black rock and I'm thinking maybe this is where they, they wrecked mm-hmm. and it's got that name because of a certain look to it or right. that's all like I could really maybe come up with. Maybe it's just, it's a black, it's a rock that's black. So they yeah. named it the black rock. Yeah. Well, it's the rock that crashed him and, right. and it's it's they named it the black rock you know or something yeah, so that's yeah. all i could come up with on that um she tells saeed to watch the people in his camp um you know referencing the other survivors yeah. of the crash obviously to watch them very closely so apparently this sickness that she's so worried about has some symptoms yeah and i what i wondered was you know if this sickness exists why doesn't she have it yeah that's true I, and you, how do you get it you know that's that's a great great uh, question because uh, I have no idea and, and the <laughs> the symptoms I think Locke's got it. Uh, but yeah, I guess if we had to pick, choose, like knowing nothing about the symptoms, if we had to choose what looks the most like a sickness, Locke's got it. Yeah, I mean he's the only one that has that to me. Is, I mean, like I've said in a couple episodes ago, every episode Locke has a mysterious 
demeanor about him and it does something very mysterious mm-hmm. and uh if i was going to claim a sickness on on anybody so far it'd be Locke. Uh, yeah. but how he caught it i don't know yeah. uh, he encountered some that that monster what we know it's not a monster now but mm-hmm. we, he encountered that thing and maybe that's how he got this the sickness right. i don't know so you think we can categorically say there is no monster yeah i think we can go i mean I think I tr- trust um, uh, Danielle uh, because she knows. I mean, she said there is no monster. So well, but, but what pulled the pilot out of the plane? You know, there's once again, <laughs> it's like to me, it's 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 a. I think it was like a. Um, I had a. I even battled myself whether that was staged or not. Oh you really? Know, yeah, like in my mind, like is this a fear element? Yeah, you know that this that they're doing. Well, yeah. If we run them for a minute with your whole science project theory, like it's entirely possible that what we have is like a situation that these scientists have created Mm -hmm. to make these survivors of this crash think they're in circumstances that they're not really in. Right. So I guess they could have, you know, staged the plane crash. Obviously, we saw them crash, so we know they they landed on this island. Right. You know. Somehow. So. Everything after that, I guess, could have been something that the scientists or the people helping the scientists have kind of orchestrated. Yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy when we draw it out like that. But at the same time, these people crashed from, what they say, thirty or 40,000 foot in the air. Or something. Right. You know, they were mid-flight, okay? Mm-hmm. Their plane breaks apart, and they live. Right. Okay? Something's weird there. You're mm-hmm. not, I mean, Saidi, a few episodes even ago, said, even said, we should not be alive. Right. You know, so, so yeah, I don't think there's a monster. I don't think that your theory is really that crazy, actually. I mean, we're, I don't, we've started to see some things that are crazy enough where that, that starts to become one of the only plausible explanations for it. Yeah. That there's something like that going on, especially with these whole, you know, whispers of an, you know, an undetermined origin and, (laughs) you know, out there in the middle of the jungle, it's not like they have these huge, like, incredible Bose powered power, you know, sound systems. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it almost is like, you know, the scientists are observing what's happening. And for some reason they can hear the whispers mm-hmm. of these scientists discussing the, yeah. the results of their experiment. Yeah. Kind of Truman show ish, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah. Like, you know, they're kind of the watchers from afar. And, um, for some reason, you know, every once in a while people can hear their conversations. Yeah. But it's reversed. I mean, you could tell from listening to it, it's like reversed audio. Exactly. And now I do know that people have, have gone and taken those clips of the whispers and, and reversed them the right way oh, so you really? can hear what they're saying. I haven't looked it up yet. Because oh, okay. I, I I kind of think that's on the verge of being kind of a spoiler. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, if you dig for it, you can find out what they're saying, but obviously they didn't want you to know what they were saying. Right. Yeah. Know? So we'll kind of probably stay clear of that, but I'll tell you that people have figured out what the whispers were saying, and it's moderately helpful, but it's not going to answer the whole okay. mystery of the show for you. Yeah, I, I, that's why I said I try to stay clear of anything. Yeah. You know, so that's that's wise. Um, one thing I would, would uh, wanted to bring up about Nadia, um, Saeed originally says that, you know, when he's getting. He's he's with uh, Danielle and and her lair or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> she uh, the Danielle did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he says that he knows what she's talking about because he you know he himself was the reason why Nadia died. Right. Well, he tells us that she's dead, but then later he says, "I hold on to the hope that somewhere mm-hmm. she's alive." Yeah, I think it's like he's assumed she's dead because she was right. she was an escaped prisoner. Right. 
and it seems likely she's dead, but he holds on to a thread of hope sure. that she is still alive and did get out fine. Well, we in if you listen to the well when you watch the the scene where she goes out and you know he's there, he's got this gunshot wound to the leg and you hear the truck, the supply truck start up and leave. Right. And you assume that she's on she's on, she's it, on she's it. Yeah, she's yeah. gone. So, I mean actually it was kind of um to me, it was uh, it made me feel better that she possibly could be alive, right? Because he, he obviously had these great, you know, feelings—maybe not, not even romantic feelings—but he mm-hmm. really did care about her, right? You know? And risking his life to get her out of there, and I mean, not to mention it's right now, from what we know about his character, it's hard to imagine what else they could do with the character unless right. she's out there somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, it was great. Definitely. Anything else you pulled out of the episode? Um, I like the element that Hurley brought into this. Well, uh, he he gets excited. He, he gets. Once again, lock mystery here. Um, he brings him this, these random bags, and he gives mm-hmm. them to him. Well, through that, uh, Hurley had been talking earlier about how we need to get our mind off these yeah. things. Yeah. And he gets his real, you know, oh, I found something, you know. Mm-hmm. And we come to find out that it's golf clubs. Right. You know, and he makes his little golf course, and yet the you know and jack even says i've been trying to keep everybody safe and i've been doing everything i could possibly do losing sleep over it mm-hmm. hurley makes a golf course and everybody feels safe yeah i like that element that hurley brought in that you know he was just kind of this fun you know guy yeah, fun time and, hurley yeah yeah and he <laughs> and he brought this you know, this relief to these people uh, uh-huh. that they need it right uh, and that was kind of the under you know like the, the backdrop right to, the backstory going right. on yeah i like it too i mean um there are several funny bits that happen i could we kind of avoid talking about the fluffy stuff that happens in the episodes. We kind of focus on the mysteries and the character stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that going on that kind of builds on the character in really subtle ways. Yeah. And that one gives us an idea, a little, I think actually the first real glimpse into Hurley at all. Yeah, yeah, he I hasn't mean, done much to up until that point. Is. He was kind of a helper in mm-hmm. everything. I mean, he was always there for his people, but he never really took the, uh, stepped out and did anything on his own. And this was right. one thing, and everybody's like, really, Hurley? Everybody else is running around doing something important, and you yeah. do this, and then it ends up being <laughs> the big thing that they yeah, need it. Yeah, that makes everybody happy. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I picked up on it is, uh, well, actually, there's a couple of things. Uh, one, um, Michael has daddy issues, man. He's he's a uh, he's not a real good dad. He doesn't know his, how to be a his dad. Crappy dad issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I I just I see him dropping the ball uh-huh. all the time with his son, and you know I I see um, him tr- you know looking uh, at his son and wanting this relationship, but then Walt comes to him many times and is looking for the opportunity to be father son, and mm-hmm. and Michael kind of pushes him off or makes the wrong move, and then Walt always runs back to Locke. Uh-huh. And Locke's always the one he'll he'll take whatever he's doing and incorporate. Yeah, right. Walt. In it's it. not an inconvenience. To not Locke. at all. Right. And uh, so that was interesting to see that you know, even at the end when Locke is teaching, um, you know, Walt to throw knives. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> uh, I was like, well, you know, yeah. but uh, then uh, the other thing is that you get to see Sawyer uh, Sawyer come out a little uh-huh. bit and of make this. an attempt to try to yeah. get involved in the group more exactly so i, I thought that was kind of cool you know yep. even at, at the end there when he's betting against jack making uh-huh. the putt so so anything else i think that's it well i think my general thoughts on the episode were it's it's the first major attempt they've had at trying to partially answer a major mystery mm-hmm. you know with the whole distress call um getting to know rousseau and her story gives us the first glimpse into the the depth of mystery we're getting into yeah definitely the show and uh, it's a really great great episode yeah i loved it 
Okay. Well, everyone, we thank you for listening. And until next time, you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. Hopefully we'll see you in a week or less. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can go sign up and become part of the community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us with your questions or comments at info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, your message, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.